this 2024 Formula One Championship Odds and Win Totals edition of the F1 Gambling Podcast. Here on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is brought to you by Hall of Fame Bets, the sports betting research platform for parlays, player props, and game lines. Download the Hall of Fame Bets app or visit hofbets.com. Use code SGPN to get 50% off of your first month and start making smarter bets today. Get ready for speed. We just wait, sunshine. We just wait. Get ready for the passion. To whom it may concern you. Get ready for the raw emotion. See, sí, ragazzi! Grazie, grazie, grazie! Dai, forza Ferrari! Get ready for the F1 Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. Now, here are your hosts, Rod Gomez and Cody Z. It feels like forever since Max Verstappen rode off into the sunset in Abu Dhabi, claiming not only his 600th uh, world championship in a row, but also his 9,000th career win. I don't know. I'm just kidding. It's just <laughs> yeah, it's pretty close. I think actually. I, I feel like I feel like the numbers aren't necessarily that far off, but um, yeah. I mean, obviously, we we have not done a show since the Abu Dhabi preview, so we haven't really had a chance to obviously wrap up the 2023 season. I mean, as much as we love everything, sometimes when it when there's not much to talk about, there's not much to talk about. <laughs> Yeah, that's that's pretty much what's what's been the case, unfortunately. But uh, I'm looking forward to. Ah, man, we're getting we're getting close. It's almost the new year here. We're through Christmas, getting into the new year. We're gonna have races right around the corner. I'm very excited and and getting more pumped up. And I think that you know while the last two seasons have have been very max heavy, and uh, you know as, as we'll look at the odds here, there's there's a chance that that continues, right? Uh, but at some point, it's people are going to catch up. People are going to figure things out. Um, you know, the, the cost cap is there for a reason, and hopefully, it does its job and and it allows a you know some other teams to catch up. So, yeah, I'm super excited to get to the new season uh, and and to start looking at it from a a betting uh, man. I mean, boy, there is a lot of a lot of F1 futures out there. A lot of stuff uh, that's ready to go. So, uh, love the books for that. Shout out to them. They're doing a great job and. Uh, ready to talk about it all indeed and by the way this is the f1 gambling podcast if you didn't already know he's cody zeeb i'm rod via gomez uh kind of kind of got a little ahead of ourselves in that capacity but again <laughs> uh yeah we definitely are here to start talking about the 2024 formula one championship odds the books have already given us the odds this is probably going to be a very brief conversation uh however we will have the conversation because it i, I think it bears to because the constructor championships are out as well and and obviously you can pretty much imagine how skewed those are toward a certain team and then of course the win totals that could be a very short conversation as well but i think we'll we'll i want to discuss you know what's yeah, going on yeah i think it's it's so much worth talking about because there is some great opportunities here. Obviously, we're going to get into Max, and he's going to be the heavy favorite, and it's you shouldn't bet on that for a future, of course. But when the books are so heavy on one guy, it opens up a lot of opportunities and, and a lot of other ways to get in on good numbers just in case what everybody thinks is going to happen doesn't happen. And, and 
still run the races for a reason. It's still one of the top, you know, motorsports series in the entire world. These guys are the best of the best. The minds behind these things are the best of the best. So it's uh, it's definitely a conversation worth having and, and looking at. And, and some of these bets are going to be worth placing because, yeah, I mean, I mean, you're, you've got the opportunity to get a lot of value right now while everyone is is over here worshiping Max. Some of these other guys are, are laying there trying to figure out. Everybody's always going after the top team, right? It's, it's you know, New England Patriots, the, the Golden State Warriors, whoever's on top. That's who everybody's got circled. That's who they want to chase, and and they're not going to quit until they catch them. And really, honestly, it doesn't take much for something like this to go awry, which is why, like you said, when we talk about betting on the heavy, heavy favorite, it takes a couple of bad races. It takes three or four bad races. It takes, you know, really a down season. It takes an injury, heaven forbid, and all of a sudden, whatever you put on the minus 300, minus 400 to win something is out of it. So, of course, we never... We never tell you not to do it because obviously if it's something you think is going to completely happen, do but <laughs> but don't do it. You know what I'm saying? Like, we'll make the logical argument for it to not be in your best interest to do it. So um, never going to tell you how to bet, but we will lean some pretty heavy ways. And like you said, so the F1 season obviously coming up very, very quickly, and, and we're only a few months away from, from the green flag of that as well. But as you look back at 2023, and everything that happened in there, I'd say we got a very entertaining uh, opportunity to watch F1. And then, of course, the books, like you said, were giving us some fantastic odds. They're starting to give us some more fantastic odds. And I just want to shout out real quick, if you're not a part of the F1 Discord, listen, get in there. Because we have yes. bookmakers that are actually actively seeking your opinion on what kind of odds you want to see for this upcoming season and then for futures in general. And it's very rare that you get an opportunity to have a bookmaker's ear. So this is your chance if you want to see a specific time kind of bet, if you want to see something that you can bet on, put into the books. Now's your chance. Get in there. Talk to these guys. They're in there listening. They're, they're, I, we don't realize it, but they're in there, and they're trying to figure out what it is you want out of this season to have in the books. So don't miss out on that opportunity. Very few sports give you that opportunity. I feel like we're in a pretty unique situation right now. Yeah, it's awesome. Yeah, our, our guy Layer Den in the in the F one chat on the Discord. Yeah, he dropped the question, and we know that he's with DraftKings, and and he's one of the guys that I think he's like the main guy that does the F one odds over there, and he's been cranking stuff out. They've got a lot of good options, um, and yeah, he dropped the question in there and said, "Hey, you know, what are some things you want to see? Like, what a great opportunity to say this is what I want to bet on. I love the feedback you gave. Uh, you know, it'd be cool to have championship head to heads, championship groups, like." That's and see, that's where the, the betting on the F1 really comes into play. Like, if this is another max season and he runs away with it, you can be rooting for who who finishes better. Is is it Checo or is it uh you know Shaw Leclerc? Like, which one of the you know, put these guys head to head, who finishes better in the driver's title and or you know, who finishes better in the in the constructor's title between Mercedes and Ferrari? Like, have that as a head-to-head matchup because maybe it is just gonna be Red Bull that runs away with it. So Give us other things to root for. That's just it's just like we talk about with the races, right? And and you know, in each in each Grand Prix, Max is the heavy fade, but you can hit on the fastest pit stop, or you can hit on the the fastest lap, or all these other bets that come to the table and that, that we're able to dig through and find. That's what makes it great. It's awesome to have him in the Discord and, and seeking advice. So yeah, if you're not over there, sg.pn slash discord, that'll get you in. 
there's channels for everything. I mean, we've got the NASCAR channel. Of course, we're in that a lot. There's one for IndyCar, F1, of course, and then every other sport you could think of. Uh, cr- there's a cricket one. <laughs> there's uh, rugby's got a channel. I, I mean, college lacrosse. Like, li- really, if you're wanting to bet on a sport, that's a good place to find uh, like-minded individuals. Indeed. Uh, and, and just shout out to DraftKings real quick. They do have right now props up for Formula One testing, which is going on in uh, late February. So you could bet on who's got the yeah. fastest so, uh, test session there. <laughs> that's a future episode, I think. <laughs> I, well, it most certainly is. And then, of course, the uh, the fastest pit stop on the season. So uh, you already know where mine is, is uh, heading on that one, but we'll definitely break down. And listen, if there's more props between now and, and the time we print this episode out, the, the episode that we're going to do for the props, then let's do that. So uh, lots of stuff to cover. And it definitely starts right now with these championship odds as well as the win totals. Let's get to those. But first, let's tell you about Underdog Fantasy. Underdog Fantasy has a way to play alongside your favorite fantasy players all season long. NFL, NBA, NHL, college basketball, college football, NASCAR, Formula One. All of that is covered when it's in season. Simply pick higher or lower on your favorite player's fantasy stats and cash in. Watch along, make your picks, maybe make a little cash over on Underdog's mobile app or a website, underdogfantasy.com. Of course, all season long this coming season, we will have for you our underdog picks when they pop up for motorsports. Obviously, football hot and heavy right now. Let's not talk about what happened last night as, you know, just a not good day overall on Christmas. Santa put coal in all of my stockings, so any of my underdog plays from last night would have completely sunk, but yours probably would have been much better. When you sign up with the promo code SGPN, underdog's going to double your first deposit up to $100. Underdog Fantasy promo code SGPN. Let us start talking now about Formula One and, of course, the upcoming 2024 season. As we know, there are odds right now up for the actual overall champion. And for those ones, it should be of absolutely no uh, surprise that at the top of the championship winners, the favorite, and I mean heavy favorite, is Max Verstappen. Minus 350, Cody to win the 2024, his fourth straight driver's championship. <sighs> Minus 350, obviously, you're not going to lay that. But really, though, I mean, do you think well, you can do this again? It's how do you say no, right? I mean, just based on, uh, you know, two seasons ago, he sets the record for, you know, most wins in a single season. And then, like, well, he's not going to do that again. And, and, the books had bets like Lewis Hamilton to win five and a half races going into last season. And we were highly suggesting to take the under and obviously he did not win in it, you know? And so I think they might've got themselves handed to them in the off season and he was pretty low. And, and so I think they had to adjust for that. And, and I mean, you look at what he did, right? He ends up with 575 points and Checo finishes second with 285. Like he doubled his teammate. Uh, I mean, it's it's impressive how good he's been the last couple of seasons. And so I think that it's probably the right number, basically low enough that yeah, we'll take your money for a little return if you really want to give it to us. But but, uh, you know, high enough that, you know, you know, most people are probably going to stay away from it, as you should. Don't you don't want to lay a minus 350 on a future. Like you said, 
there's, there's just too many things that can go wrong. While he should probably win another championship, they run the full season for a reason. There's injuries, you know, uh, these are very fast cars. They're very dangerous, and we don't see drivers get hurt very often anymore, right? Knock on wood. That is a good thing. Safety's come a long way, but it's not out of the realm of possibility, and we've seen it in NASCAR the last couple of seasons. you got drivers getting hurt snowboarding or doing this or doing that. That comes into play. Mechanical failures, you know, if, if they just miss on something and, and they have problems like they did in 2022, I mean, if you remember early on in the season, there were multiple battery failures, other things that were costing them, puts them behind the eight ball. You know how Max is when he starts to get frustrated. That could turn into what Patrick Mahomes has looked like here lately where things snowball, and if things aren't going the, the right way for the golden child who's always had it handed to him, it's not always a pretty look, right? And, and things can snowball. So, uh, again, yes, he's probably going to win the championship again. We understand that, but you don't bet it at this number. And again, I think the more important thing to point out as we dig into these other guys is the opportunities it presents because just in case he doesn't win, you're getting some pretty good guys at some really good odds uh, down the board as as we look here. Uh, I mean, really, about the next eight guys, you can make a solid argument as to why you would want to put some money on them because they're all really good numbers. Yeah, and really, honestly, too, when you really look at the mathematics of this all, okay, at minus 350, if you were to just place a casual $10 bet, when this cash is at the end of the season, you get a whopping $2.86 on your return. So, honestly, so, yeah, it's so just that not... That me your $10 to hold for, I, and I'll for give you, eight months. <laughs> in fact, <laughs> I'd lot, even... Well, at this point, yeah, I mean, the season is until November, so yeah, 11 you, months. You like, would make more money off of a, off of a low-yielding uh, uh, savings account at that point. Go bury you? it in your backyard and dig it up and couple months and it'll be worth about the same i well it would be almost worth exactly the same so um yeah and listen honestly like i said it's just if this is going to happen sure play with the math to make it worth your while if you really want it but i don't think anybody should be trying to to bet this at all you gotta get you gotta have a lot of money to play with if if that's the case but the thing is is that people do i mean honestly people put you know that is true and it's uh, i mean i you don't even i don't even want to say it's a safe bet because it's just there's so many things. Again, it's it's what should happen, but man, motorsports and that's what makes it so great. Like it's it's just it's never a guaranteed thing. And and one of these other teams really hits on something. We've seen it. How many times have you seen the story of the Braun team or or of any of these teams that, that they find one little advantage and all of a sudden it's like holy shit, look at these guys. And it doesn't take that long. Red Bull misses on one thing, like. Uh, again, while it is highly unlikely, it still uh, re- exists as a possibility at the number. Just just really doesn't make it even worth considering. Just to put it all to bed, this will probably be the lowest you'll see this all season long. Uh, so yes. I, I definitely don't think. Maybe not. You never know. No, that's true. I mean, it's minus 370 over on DraftKings right now. So even still, like, it's even more. This is where it's heading, right? <laughs> We're, we're yeah, not unless he gets it. a real bad start to the season, then then you know again it, yep. it could be revisited at that point. But yeah, uh, all right, let's move on then to the next one in line, and that's Lando Norris. You want to talk about huge gaps? Woo. Huge gaps. <laughs> Nine to one for Lando Norris to win the twenty twenty four championship. But I think it's telling Cody that Lando is next in line, and and right beneath him, and we'll probably lump these two together: Lando and and Lewis. Uh, Lewis at twelve to one, which is still a pretty decent sized gap between Lewis and and Lando, 
But I think it is telling considering what we saw at a Lando last season for him to be at 9-1. to one. Lando, seven podiums last season uh, in these races. Really came on strong. Finished sixth in the points. So, and really, again, just because he finished sixth in the points, I don't think is indicative of everything that it entailed, especially given the fact that he had so many top 10 finishes uh, last season that it was just incredible. His average finish with eighth place, place, but down the stretch, uh, second place at Marina Bay, second place at Suzuka, third at LaSalle, uh, and then third at Austin, second at uh, Interlagos, ended the season fifth in, in Abu Dhabi. Solid run for Lando. I can see why the books are putting him as the next best uh, option there. Yeah, I'm a little surprised he's the next best guy, but you look at his run down the stretch, right? And he, he definitely was one of the next best cars for sure. Uh, I think that it means the, the the books. And if you look, Oscar is fourth on this list. I, I mean, he's he's right there too. So you've got two McLarens on this list before two Red Bulls even, it would, despite the fact that Max is, is all the way at the top. So I, I think it shows that they think that McLaren could take that next step and uh, again, find that next, just find that next level to start to compete. Maybe they're the team that, that gives Red Bull the run for their money. A lot of respect to Lando at nine to one. I don't know that I would pull the trigger on that one. Uh, I, I mean, let's just lump Oscar in there at 14 to one. That's the one I'm really looking at of, of these next few. Um, just because, again, if, if they're showing all that respect to, to Lando, Oscar is is a very talented young driver. We saw a great rookie season from him. You know, does that talent take the next step in addition to McLaren taking the next step? 14 to 1, that's something I want to get in on because it, it feels it feels good. It feels like a really good number for a team that they're obviously expecting to do very well, having Lando second on this list, having Oscar fourth on the list. So, uh, yeah, I think it definitely shows respect to both these guys. I would lean the Oscar route at, at 14 to 1 over Lando at, at 9 to 1. Um, but I think that, that again, it shows you that, that there's a lot of respect there. Lewis at 12 to 1, hard to bet against a guy that's won seven championships, right? It's been a little bit rougher the last couple of seasons with Max taking the spotlight. But uh, again, Lewis has been there. Like, how many second place finishes does he have to max like how close has he been to winning so many races and he's getting older and, and that's definitely a concern and, and we see it in in all athletes when they start to to reach that age where it starts to go over the hill 12 to 1 I, I don't know that i'm racing to the to the window to place it but he's done it seven times before maybe he could put together a magical season again if mercedes finds that that one thing and hits on it who's better to take advantage of it than a guy like lewis comes out hungry, fighting for one more. Maybe he wins it, goes out on top or something like that. Uh, again, a 12-1, to 1, I don't know that I would want to bet on it. But of this kind of group of three right here, uh, Oscar is the guy that I'm really looking at just because so much talent there. He's a young guy. If he takes another step, if McLaren takes a step, they could be right there nipping on, on the Red Bull heels. So for perspective, Hamilton, six podiums on the season. Uh, but again, kind of an off off year for, for Lewis altogether. Not necessarily the year he was looking for, but still a great average finish of 6.2, so better than Lando in that capacity. And then again, this is why we tell you to shop around as well, right? So you were talking about 14-1 uh, to 1 for, for Piastri in that area, right? If you look around... Lando Norris on DraftKings is at plus 750. Hamilton plus 850. Piastri 18 to 1 in that camp. Uh, you look at FanDuel right now. 
FanDuel has Verstappen. Give me, give me some 18 to 1. I know, right? Matt, uh, Verstappen <laughs> at minus 380. Lando at 7 to 1. Hamilton at 11 to 1. Piastri at 22 to 1. Uh, look at uh, Bet365. Verstappen's minus 400. Lando plus uh, 6.5. Hamilton plus 11. Uh, 11 to 1, rather. Uh, Leclerc is at uh, two th- plus uh, 20 to 1. Piastri at 20 to 1 as well. Whoa, whoa yes. And then, and then, to 1. and then. ESPN bet has Verstappen at minus 375, uh, Lando at plus 750, Hamilton at 12 to 1, and then Piastri at 25 to 1 uh, as well. So, so I'm telling you, we when we tell you to shop around, we mean shop around because there are a lot of great prices for if you feel like one of those guys is going to grab this. Yeah, it, well, that alone, I mean, if you're going from 14 to 1 on Caesars to 25 to 1 on ESPN bet, oh man, like that's... Yeah, that's a big gap there. You're getting a lot more points. I think that's definitely worth tossing tossing the future in on. Yeah, and really, out of all of those two, I know Lando's been nipping. I know you love you some Piastri. And at 25 to 1, I suppose it is definitely worth some speculation just because of the fact that he is relatively uh, new to the game. Two podiums in his average finish of 10.9. Again, it was it was a little bit of an adjustment period for Piastri, obviously jumping into the ride for the first time. This will be a second year in the car now, so maybe there's some strides, but definitely look for him to to compete as he's done week after week. If it's me, though, I'm still leaning Lando, maybe for some of these better lines that you're getting out of some places. Uh, obviously, 750 is, is a little bit uh, too low, 700 in some places. I mean, if the 9-to-1 nine stands... That's a good price, I think, to try to take Lando at. Um, as far as Lewis is concerned, I don't know, man. I, I want to trust him. I want him to be good again, but I think he knows and you think he's seen the writing on the wall that this is not for him too much longer. Yeah, it's it, it's just it's hard to trust him, especially these guys get older and, and the name value still remains, but the the you know, the performance isn't necessarily living up. I still think we're going to get him in victory lane one more time. I'm really hoping for it. But, you know, on the NASCAR side, we saw with Jimmy Johnson. He didn't win towards the end there. And it's the same story. We've seen it too many times. When these athletes start getting older and they start hitting, you know, father time, even Tom Brady, it's father time is undefeated. Like, it caught him. And, and it just it, it gets them all. So uh, for a full championship run at only 12-1 to 1 is just – not quite something I can talk myself into. Now, and I can't quite talk any of you guys into it as well. But something I can talk you guys into is heading over to Hall of Fame Bets. Win bigger by betting smarter this NFL season with Hall of Fame Bets, the sports betting analytics platform for player props and game lines and parlays. Research every NFL, NBA, and soccer bet with historical stats and data. You can enter any parlay idea into Hall of Fame Bets' revolutionary parlay optimizer tool to get hit rates broken down by leg as well as an expected probability for the entire parlay. Sort all players by hit rate for any bet to learn which players are hot and which picks have value. Stop betting in the dark. Join over 30,000 users researching with Hall of Fame bets to craft more intelligent, data-driven parlays. Download the Hall of Fame bets app or visit hofbets.com. Use code SGPN to get 50% off of your first month today. Start researching, start winning with Hall of Fame bets. All right, so we talked about a Red Bull. We talked about both McLarens. We talked about a Mercedes. 
Let's talk about some uh, other teams out there. Well, let, let's talk first about the other Red Bull out here. Sergio Perez sitting over here at 22 to 1, second in the Drivers' Championship, like you said, doubled up on by his teammate and only what uh, 79 points ahead of Fernando Alonso in the in the final standings. But I mean, listen, for Sergio Perez, he did have two wins. He was the only other Red Bull driver well, of course, there was two, only two, but he was the only other driver other than uh, Carlos Sainz to grab a win from Max Verstappen that season. But all that said, is he a championship-caliber driver, and are you even willing to stake any sort of money to try to back that claim? I mean, getting the guy that finished second last season at 22-1, to 1, getting the guy whose teammate obliterated everyone the last two seasons – getting a guy that's on the team that's won three in a row at 22 to one. I mean, not none of that's really a horrible proposition, right? It's yeah. Checo is, is the second guy over there and he's not max. I get it. But again, something, you know, you, you don't even want to put it out there, but you've got to think about the possibilities. If, if something were to happen to max, you know, maybe Daniel Ricardo slides into that ride or something. But at that point, if anything happens to Max and he has to miss a race or miss races, Checo is getting everything. He's the A guy. He's the guy they're going to go and, and try to get the points for. And and maybe Max just has an offseason. I don't know. I mean, it's hard to even say he's going to be off in, in the prime of his career doing what he's doing, right? At 22 to 1, though, like you could make worse bets for sure. So I, I don't think it's a bad thing to have the other Red Bull car at that much drastic of an odds when his teammate is is minus 350 minus 370 in places like uh yeah and he's you know the only other guy who had multiple wins on the season was Checo. he was there in some races again kind of shoots himself in the foot sometimes gets in his own way at, at points 22 to 1 though i don't love it i'm not racing to the window to place it but it's hard to say that it's a bad bet to make perez nine podium finishes average finish of 5.9 last season but really what was disappointing was the average start 9.3 was the average start for him he did have two dnfs which again frustrating yeah, that's that's the thing they got to figure out man. exactly the other the other disappointing thing was the two times i went all in on him were those <laughs> dnfs i think I, I think exactly those were the <laughs> I'm times i'm pretty too. sure they were um what if i what if i gave you 30 to 1 for uh checko to win yeah the, i mean the they're, obviously you know if you're considering a 22 30 to 1 is even more but it just 30 to 1 like again when he's he was the next best guy last season, right? And and yet you've got him. What he's fifth on the list, like, and he's thirty to one. Where where Max is minus three fifty. Again, there's a lot of dynamics, and and likely it's not going to work in his favor. He's going to be the second tier guy at Red Bull, but there's always those what ifs. There's you know, and if for some reason if Max you know has battery troubles in the first race and gets caught in a wreck in the next race, and and then a power unit like. And all of a sudden, Checo is just taking off with the points lead. Does you know? I don't know. Does Red Bull shift there? There's enough, enough that could happen. Obviously, all long shots. It's why it's thirty to one. Not likely scenarios, but you can paint enough of a picture that if things shift in his favor for some reason, why wouldn't Red Bull lean into it and and go with it? You know, go for it with him if they could. I mean, they've even shown at points that they'll try and tell Max to to do stuff to help check. Oh, you know, Max doesn't usually listen, but 
they'll at least try to keep him up there in the, you know, next in the, in the constructors championship. And they told him not to go for the fastest lap when he didn't listen to get him the points. Like there's things. So I, I think at, at a third, like 30 to one, it's uh yeah, he's at least, at least worth a look, right? It's, it's a long shot. A lot of things have to happen, but you're getting what was the second best car last year. You're getting the best team, all of that at, at that big of a number. It's definitely worth worth poking around at, and I think that's exactly where the whole crux of the argument lies: is you you're getting the second best driver at on seventh on the list here in ESPN bet. So it feels to me that the disrespect is kind of skewed toward what we remember that we saw. I mean, it was kind of like obscured by how great Max Verstappen was that his teammate wasn't as good that you put him behind guys like Lewis Hamilton and George Russell, who he beat handily Shaw Leclerc that he beat. I mean, Sergio had nine podiums last year. Let's not forget that it wasn't all bad for him. He did have two wins, nine podiums. So I'm just saying like you, like you said at 30 to one, I feel like that's that's kind of a disrespectful price. I would take thirty to one uh, on that one, and and just for just for uh, just for you who are out there wanting to know, if you put that same ten dollar bet on uh, on Checo to win, you would have three hundred dollars at the end of the season. So, I mean, if you're gonna wait eleven months, like I'd rather get three hundred bucks than three dollars or whatever you said before that's right? what i'm so, saying right if you're gonna wait that long you know <laughs> nice little yeah, again to yourself. a lot has to happen and and you know it's yeah but things can happen and, and again as good of a car as you're getting as good of a driver as you're getting i mean really the only guy who just straight up beat max at, at points last season only a couple of races but he straight up was faster than him in a couple of races and once he got in front of him max just couldn't catch him so again it's the same it's the same equipment i mean those cars are not that far off. Uh, Max is obviously the more talented guy. I get it, but it's his car is pretty close. So it's just seems like a disrespectful number based on how close he is. I know Max doubled him in the points. I get it, but it's yeah, it's it shouldn't probably be that big. It should not. Uh, all right, let's move on to the Ferraris who are paired up next to each other. Not at the same price, but uh, definitely right next to each other here, especially on Caesars. You got Charles Leclerc at 22 to 1, and then Carlos Sainz at 25 to 1. Those two Ferraris, ah, really, the question becomes now because we know that Ferraris are fast. We know that Sainz did win a race. We know that they both finished uh, pretty much close to each other in the Drivers' Championship this uh this last season but i i guess really the question is is this going to be enough can these guys figure out how to put it together will they stay out of their own way that's that's the question will they stay out of their own way and that's god that has been ferrari's just crux for years now is they just shoot themselves in the foot and they make the wrong strategy calls and they do this wrong and, and it's like they can't seem to make the right decision. Like, ah, oh, it's just, it's so rough. If they can put it all together though, they seem like, they seem like the team that should be able to most compete with Red Bull. Like they've got two very talented drivers. They're both young. I mean, Charles Leclerc went toe to toe with, with Max and Lewis a couple of seasons ago. Those were kind of the, the three guys in that 2022 season. And, and he's shown flashes and, even at points this season, it was like maybe he's got something for him and he qualifies well and uh, and they just get in their own way so much. That's what makes it hard to bet on them. But again, it's hard to say don't at 20 to 1, at 25 to 1. Like 
what's to say that Ferrari isn't the team that finds it and not McLaren? And you know, should should Shaw Leclerc be be twenty two to one where Lando's only nine to one? I mean, if you'd have said that going into last season, you'd have been like, "Well, that's insane." So, so is it that much of a of a thought to think that that Ferrari can't take that next step and and maybe they figure it out and all of a sudden, you know, we see it in the NFL, right? You lose every game by one score and then it flips around the next year and you win all those games and all of a sudden you're right there in the thick of things. Uh, is that a crazy thought maybe it is for ferrari just because of you know but i think that that it's worth uh i think it's worth looking at these guys i would lean towards shaw i think he's really proven to be the better of the two and the guy that could probably compete more over the season i like signs as well of course but i do think that ferrari guys they're it's really kind of attractive to to look at these numbers again like that's the thing is i think with almost any of these guys the numbers are big enough that you can make a case for any of these guys on these top teams and you can you can put it out there and and again call your shot on which one you think is going to figure it out which team hits it which team finds that next level and is able to compete with Red Bull so and again for even more context you get Charles Leclerc at 25 to 1 over on DraftKings you get Carlos Sainz at 28 to 1 but what's really telling is you move over to to FanDuel and Shaw Leclerc 32 to 1, Carlos Sainz 42 to 1, and it gets even juicier around, and what cracks me up too is that you see the discrepancy between some of these, you know, where you got Shaw Leclerc on bet 365 at 20 to 1, you get Carlos Sainz uh, on bet 365 at 40 to 1, ESPN bet takes even bigger swing at it, Shaw Leclerc 25 to 1, but Carlos Sainz at 40 to 1 over there as well, so you know, again, if you think that Signs could be prime for it, he was the only one to get a win between the two last season. Then, then forty to one seems like a fantastic number. Whereas, obviously, just like you, Cody, the books are sort of skewed toward the uh, uh, Shaw Leclerc angle on this. And because, again, you're right, he was the guy that seemed to be in that battle every single time. It was either for Stappen or Signs, and you know, obviously, Signs or I mean, I'm sorry. Uh, Leclerc and then Leclerc getting the polls and it just it was a Leclerc Verstappen Hamilton sort of a dogfight in 2022 didn't really play out that much last season but again that could change and Ferrari could figure something out and it could be that three-way battle again and like you said at 25 to 1 at 22 to 1 that's a speculation I think you can take because it feels like Ferrari should be it should go Red Bull and Ferrari that that's how it should be right Red Bull Ferrari Mercedes or maybe a combination of the three. We haven't even talked and, about George Russell yet. Right. Yeah, we're not even that far. Yeah, but and Ferrari, like they're one of those teams. They've been around forever, right? And then they're going to figure it out again at some point. They're they're they are too big of. Uh, I mean, you know, again for our NASCAR listeners, you want to compare it to a Hendrick. Like they are that type of team where they've been around a long time. They've won a lot of races. Hendrick went through a lull a few years ago. Then they started winning championships again, right? And you see that in motorsports. They've made changes. You know, they changed the team principal last year. If they make some more changes in the offseason, trying to to get out of their own way again, and it's not a crazy thing to think that you know the Ferrari team we saw two seasons ago compete with Max and Lewis at the top could be right back to that yet again. I mean, if you remember how that season started, like it was Shaw and, and Max winning back to you know every other race early on in the season, and then Ferrari started to get in their way and, and fall off a little bit. 
but it's not a crazy thing to think uh, that they could go in there and Charlotte Claire 32 to one, like you said, I, I think, oof, yeah, that's definitely, definitely a number that I'm, I'm definitely circling and looking at. Well, and let's not forget too, that the car itself has been changed several times over a lot, like in NASCAR where they kept trying to change the car. They kept trying to change the rules. They kept trying to change everything to keep Jimmy out of the, the championship and he kept winning. So this could be the same instance where maybe they make one too many changes and obviously either Red Bull can't keep up or Verstappen can't keep up. I'm not saying that's going to happen because they've been able to keep up so far. But, you know, maybe maybe they do start making it to the point where all the other teams get closer to each other. And I think, like you said, Ferrari will get it figured out. I know Mercedes will get it figured out. We'll see if McLaren can get it done. But, um, yeah, speaking of uh, Mercedes, 25-1 to 1 over here for George Russell on Caesars. But uh, George Russell, 22-1 to 1 over on DraftKings. George Russell at 28-1 to 1 on FanDuel. Russell 25 to 1 on bet 365 Russell 25 to 1 he's getting a lot of love I know we know that that George Russell's a, a fantastic driver but George Russell also kind of one of the most snake bitten drivers last year he finished eighth in the points two podiums only on the season just a, a rough go of it for for and NA. that was after having all but what two races inside the top five the season before like mm-hmm. Just oh, amazing how quick the the tides can turn on something like that. So you hope obviously he reverts back to what we saw more in in 2022, where he was up front every week. I mean, you, you know, you could just count on him to to be in that top five area each and every week. Um, I I don't know why I was so big on George going into last season, and I think I'm I'm a little bit on that, a little hurt because I I was very big on him. I was over his win totals. I you know I had championship tickets on him and. And obviously, he didn't come anywhere close to any of that. And it was really a disappointing season from Russell. Um, but uh, the talent is there, right? We know that he's good. He's got the the mentorship from Lewis. And, you know, if you're in the building with that that type of champion and that type of winner, it stuff is going to rub off onto you. That, that's how it works, right? Um, and again, it's the same case you could make for Lewis. And, and maybe if Mercedes figures it out, is George actually more of the lead guy, right? It, when are they getting to the points in their career where it does kind of get passed off to George? So I think you can definitely, again, make the argument for it. I don't know that the number's big enough, again, compared to a guy like Charles at, at 32 to 1, at Oscar at 25 to 1. Like those are the two that I'm really leaning towards more than anything. But again, a case to be made. If he's the guy you want to call your shot on, can't really say that, that you're wrong because the talent's there. The car can be there if Mercedes can figure it out. I mean, we're not that far removed from Mercedes winning seven titles with with Lewis, right? So uh, he's not that far. far. That's not that long ago in a world, right? So, um, yeah, I don't know. I think it's because he burned me so much last year, but uh, I'm just I'm not feeling it on George right now. Uh, not championship. If I'm doing anything, I'm voting. Pod- I'm betting podiums on him. I'm betting top sixes on him and winning money throughout the season on those bets rather than trying to wait on something I don't think is going to cash. So, unfortunately give, for Russell, give me give me a Lewis uh, George head to head for the points, right? That like you mentioned, I, that would be a compelling one to to see where the number lands. If he's a little bit plus money, that might be worth taking a look at. So again, hopefully something we'll have the opportunity later on in the season to to talk about. So the last driver that I I think is safe to even oh, talk. Well, there's there's at least two more. Come on, really? 
for this? All right, fine. Uh, yeah, because I want to paint just an absurd picture for the last one. Okay, fine. <laughs> well, then let's cover Fernando Alonso real quick at 40-1. to 1. Fernando Alonso had that gigantically hot streak that he started off all those podiums in a row, cooled way the hell off, only to find himself uh, finishing fourth in the points. And by fourth in the point, I, I mean like 206 versus Max's 575. So let's not... Still, though, fourth, I mean... If you'd have said that going into last season, True. nobody would. Nobody saw that coming, right? You didn't expect that at all from this team, from Fernando. I mean, again, <laughs> Father Time, right? He's he's a guy that's been great before, and and lately, you know, in lesser rides, it just hadn't been as good. And and they really hit on something, especially early in the season. Like you said, it it trailed off towards the end of the year. They weren't able to necessarily sustain it. But boy, it was an impressive first half of the season for sure. Yeah, overall six point six place finish. And and look, I said trail off. We we both know that it kind of picked back up again uh, toward the last three races, third, ninth, and seventh to finish off the season. So inside the top ten and all of those all all points finishes for Aston Martin in that case. But again, I just don't know as good as Aston Martin is and as good as Fernando is. I'm not convinced that it's a strong enough team to beat Red Bull, and I would not want to put a 40-1 to 1 ticket on Fernando Alonso. No matter how fantastic of a driver he is, we saw that it doesn't matter how good of a driver you are. If you're not in elite equipment, you are not going to beat Red Bull. And Aston Martin, as good as equipment as they are, they need to take a gigantic step up in their program if they want to catch Red Bull. Yeah. It's it's just too big of a step, I think. I, I think that, again, you've kind of got your your big four teams at this point, right? Red Bull, obviously kind of off to their own, but then the McLaren, Mercedes, Ferrari, those are the three teams I think can give them a real run. You know, could they make improvements and, and jump into that conversation? I, I mean, they did throughout the season last year, right? Where they were, they were part of that and you were finding bets where, you know, yeah. I mean, and you were finding the bets where it was, you know, the best team to finish outside the big five. Right. And, and, is that a sustainable thing? Does that keep going forward? You look at Lance Stroll's performance, and you know, is that the driver? Is it just wasn't quite there? I mean, you're probably better off betting Lance at 300 to one than than Fernando at 40 to one because neither one's going to cash, and at least you had a bigger ticket, right? So, I think that yeah, again, it's just you're probably. I think that before this is really where you cut off serious considerations. Uh, I was sort of joking about throwing Daniel Ricardo in there. He's next, 80 to one. If uh, something happens to Max or he gets hurt and then Danny slips in the car and wins the title, then 80 to 1 would be attractive. Uh, maybe my Checo gets replaced thing happened a year too early and he jumps into that car and outruns Max. Again, it's the, then you'd have to outrun Max. So, no, I was only joking about throwing Ricardo in there at 80 to 1. Uh, but yeah, after that, nobody really is, is just worth talking about. Again, it's. I mean, there's some astronomically big numbers, and, and just it would take serious miracles for these teams to even compete. Let alone not only beat Max, but then all of the other the other you know big four teams. It's just not not a realistic thing, and, and not even worth betting on. So again, to you know, in summary, basically, Max is a huge favorite for a reason, and and that's obviously why. But at the numbers, the rest of these guys that we've talked about up to this point are you can really make your own case for each one. To be the one to hit, to, to be the one to, you know, the team that figures it out. And I think there are some bets worth placing, you know, especially if a Charlotte Claire opens the season and wins the first two races, like 32 to one is not something you'll ever see again, right? And and maybe it doesn't, maybe you use prop swap like that guy did that sold that Brock Purdy MVP ticket 
holy shit, that guy got out like literally at the top of the market. That was great. But um, but yeah, I think that that it is worth looking at some of these other guys for sure, just because so many things that can happen. We've talked about it the entire show, but it is worth uh, definitely looking at some of these other other drivers. Yeah, again. Well, so Ricardo, 100 to 1 on ESPN bet. So there you go. If you really want to have some fun with your Daniel Ricardo bet. Uh, I But listen, and, and just to kind of put a bow on, on all of these, and, and Fernando Alonso, too, you can find him anywhere from 35 to 1, 33 to 1. I mean, the books are sort of around him. It's just a matter of where they place him. So... You look down the rest of the board, you got Albon at, at 250 to 1, Stroll 250 to 1, Sonoda 400, Esteban Ocon 500, Hulkenberg 500, Gasly 500, Botas 500, Magnussen 1,000 to 1, Sargent 1,000 well, to 1. Just, yeah, that's a book that doesn't go much bigger than Because, like, on Caesars, some of these guys are, I mean, Yuki's like, what is that, 750 to 1? Yeah, Logan Sargent Sargent's 1,000 to 1. 1. Yeah, I mean. Show Guan Yu's uh, uh, 1,500 to 1. 1,500 to 1. Nico's so, 1,500 to 1. Yeah. Boy. <laughs> so, obviously, we're not telling you to ever bet any of those guys, but um, yeah. we'll we'll have fun talking about them throughout the season just in comparison to, you know, where they finish, points finishes, and stuff like that. That's that's the market that, that we will try to win money on them uh, as, as the season progresses, but please do not waste any of your money on futures bets on those guys. Just wanted to talk about them for a second. All right, let's get into. Oh, do we need to? Do we need to make race win totals a different episode, Rod? I think we might. Uh, you want to? All right, let's make I it. I think a different we should because I mean, again, we have the ability to talk a lot, which we've been very good at. But uh, we plan on talking about both. But we've already spent forty-five minutes just on championship futures, which which should have like been is, that big of a very impressive, right? <laughs> I mean, you've got a guy at plus, minus three fifty at the top of the board, and we still talked about it for forty-five minutes. So. I think we save that one and, and come back with another F1 next week. I've been, oh man, I've been missing talking about F1. It's, uh, I forgot how much I love it. So I think, I think it deserves its own episode if, if you're good with that. Well, ladies and gentlemen, Cody's making the executive decision to break this up into another episode. I'm, and I'm not really in charge here, but you're funny. <laughs> I'm just tossing out my ideas. You're funny. No, I love it. Let's do it. Let's, let's, uh, let's go ahead and give that as what we would call a nice again, teaser. I think that, I think, you know, come back for that episode because. Yeah, maybe Max just wins 20 races again, but there's such a possibility for some of this other stuff. And there's some, you know, kind of looking through this, there's some interesting numbers and, and you can get some really good plus money bets on some of these guys. Again, it's much similar to this championship thing where you lay out the case for why it could happen, how it could happen. And even other guys won races besides Matt. Max wasn't the only driver that won races last year. Checo had two, Sainz had one. I know that's the end of the list, but... <laughs> Uh, it's, it's, it, it can't keep up like this forever. So I think it'll be a fun, fun conversation to have. There's enough win totals. I think we can make it a full episode. So I think we do that. The boss has spoken. We're going to do that. Come <laughs> back next week for more of this as we break down the win totals for you, which is again, going to be a great episode. Just like Cody said, as I'm looking down through these and I was getting ready for the episode, it's just, yeah, there's a lot of, it. and then hopefully our friends in the books will listen and maybe we'll get a few more props so we can even make another episode out of that as well. So plenty Love of it. stuff to We're talk about. on you later, Dan. <laughs> plenty of stuff to talk about for the rest of the month, so we will continue to do that exactly. Um, all right, Cody, well then, at your order, we shall wrap this up, and uh, and we'll come back next week to talk about some win totals. So until then, remind everybody where they can find you on social media. Yep, follow me on the X, at Husker underscore Z. You can find all my work over there. Um, yeah, just whatever I can get my hands on, basically. Had some fun NFL 
underdog defensive stuff lately, which has been a lot of fun to dig into the defensive side of things more. I've been having fun playing those. NASCAR Gambling Podcast, we're still cranking out episodes over there. And uh, yeah, now you get another episode to come back for next week with uh, the season win totals. This is why Cody's keeping us as the number one F1 gambling podcast in the entire world. Just kidding. Maybe not. Maybe so. But it's the number one to my parents. We're at least is, one or two because yeah. I think there's only two of us. <laughs> I, I was, all, all I'm saying is that my mom loves it. So uh, she's the number one in that household. All right. We'll be back next week. Follow me on X in the meantime at RJ Gomez. Link in the bow to everything I got going on. Keep up with my prop picks on Sportsbook Review. And then, of course, the NASCAR Gambling Podcast as well. All right. We'll see you next week with some win totals. Until then, everyone, let's go racing and let it ride.